Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to the BBC Good Food Essential Recipes podcast with me, Miriam Nice. Each week I'll be talking to a different member of the cookery team, we'll be answering your questions, we'll be talking about how we're getting on in our kitchens just during this really difficult time. So please do join me and find us on Spotify or Acast or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to never miss an episode. Welcome to the BBC Good Food Essential Recipes podcast with me, Miriam Nice. Um, I'm at home again in South London. And as with last week, I'm going to be joined down the line. So just over the phone by one of my colleagues. And this week, I'm joined by Esther Clark. Hi, Esther. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. I'm looking forward to answering some some questions with you and just chatting about how you're doing during this this extraordinary lockdown time. So yeah, it's so nice to hear from you. Oh, and it's very nice to hear your voice again, Miriam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to kick off um, as I always do. So um, how, how are you? Uh, where are you? And who are you with? So I'm fine. I mean, I think I've adjusted to the new way of life and it really kind of is a new way of life, isn't it? And for me, a much, much slower pace of life. So I obviously, I usually live in North London um, and I'm I'm in West Sussex um, with my parents at the moment and um, they live in, in a small seaside town. So I'm very close to the sea, which is very nice. I'm really jealous that you're actually able to see the sea. I think that's that must be quite soothing and... and quite refreshing I think that sounds yeah sounds it's really, really nice. nice I mean you have to pick the right times to go um yeah very I think very early in the morning is is a really nice time um to go sort of less people and we're, we're lucky we're not I'm just down the road from Brighton which is much busier and I'm in a much sort of quieter beach so it is very nice I'm very lucky very very lucky indeed brilliant um and how are you finding it generally like how are you keeping keeping your chin up during this time yeah I think I'm um yeah, like I suppose I'm I'm enjoying having some some time with my parents. I 
you know, the first time I've I've been back properly for a full length of time since I moved to London six six or seven years ago. Um, so yeah, I I mean I'm I'm doing a lot of cooking, um, which I I do anyway. But I'm kind of I suppose doing kind of much more like long winded recipes and pickling things. And I'm spending quite a lot of time with my dad. My dad and my sister um, own an allotment together, so I've been spending some some time there, which is really nice as well. And uh, learning the guitar. No way. <laughs> Attem- awesome. Attempting to learn the guitar um although I'm not sure I'm as musically talented as I am uh food cookery talented (laughs) Um, but yeah no so just you know bits and bobs and and just kind of trying to keep positive really okay so um and what's some what's shopping been like for you just getting all the stuff you need because you're saying you're growing stuff but are are you able to top up with with shopping stuff yeah, I mean, it's kind of come in waves for us. I don't know about you, Miriam, but I've but there's been days where I've been finding stuff and days where there's nothing. I think it, I for me or for me, I feel like it's gotten easier actually. I think when I first came back, I mean, how long have we been here? I mean, what day is it now, Miriam? What have we been in? I think lockdown today's for a month? definitely yeah. <laughs> today's Tuesday, but this goes out on a Wednesday. <laughs> but is it? But is it three? How long have you been in lockdown? Is it six I months? Mean, is it one? Month? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I really don't know. I honestly don't. But I do know that I feel like the shopping has got easier because I think when I first came, I couldn't find anything. And we're, yeah, I think fine. I think, yeah, whatever I can find, I use. Like, I don't, I try not to plan recipes too much because... I think you're not always likely to find those 10, 15 ingredients that you need. So I'm I'm doing what is really fun. And I think you're definitely like the queen of this, Miriam, of just like fridge foraging, like putting yeah, amazing things together from what you've got. And I think um, I'm really enjoying that. I don't know about you, like I'm really enjoying being like, oh my gosh, what a challenge yeah, to do with, what, with whatever I've got. But I've managed to get a couple of orders and I've done a kind of... Um, and the neighbour can't get out, so we've kind of shared orders, which is quite nice. Like, if one person in the in the few houses next to me gets an order, we just kind of, we all, we all go on that order and then vice versa, which is quite nice. Oh, that's smart. That's a really yeah. good idea. Community spirit. Um, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions that we've got in from our audience as well, because we've been doing, I mean, both of us have been doing some together and some, some with other colleagues, those live um, Instagram Q&As. Um, so I've got a couple of questions that I pulled out of there that I thought we could we could answer. Right. Um, so this one, oh, this is nice. Simple recipes for dinner. I don't have any meat in the house. I think that's a good one. Yeah, great. Um, if you don't have any meat, I mean, kind of whatever. I'm such a fan of pulses. So kind yeah. of um, I often make like really thick like we were just saying, soups or stews. So if you've got chickpeas, um, you even if you haven't got tinned tomatoes, you could like wilt some spinach and some chickpeas or you could add some tinned tomatoes in if you had those. Like things like that I think are really nice. And then um, just if you can bake a really simple flatbread or, or bread or whatever to go with it and just like mop up the juices, that's really nice. Um, is the question just kind of any simple weekday suppers yeah I, I think so simple recipes for dinner so I think I think that sounds like a weekday I'm not sure well both yeah, also, answer both <laughs> well I mean I also think um like curries and dolls are really good as well well I I I've started getting a veg box once a week and, and that's actually a really good way of dictating what I'm cooking because I'm kind of getting all these vegetables to, I personally I wouldn't usually buy like a lot of raw beetroot and 
big kind of Savoy cabbages and stuff like that, which are really nice. Um, so I think kind of like working with whatever you've got, really. I mean, I, I make, if you can, if you have, I make a lot of really simple pastas. I'm definitely, I was having this discussion with another food writer today and, sorry, the other day, and he was sort of saying like, oh, you know, sometimes I make these really long-winded pasta recipes like a, a, a ragu or something like that. But actually you know, sometimes the quick pasta recipes are the best. And I totally agree with that. I'm definitely like a fast pasta gal. Like I definitely prefer those kind of recipes. So even if you've got, you know, a half a pack of spaghetti, a really lovely recipe is just to do um, like a pepperoncino. So chili flakes, olive oil, you fry the garlic in the olive oil, um, just simmer it in the olive oil. And then I take it off the heat and leave that garlic to marinate in that oil and then chuck either a fresh um, chopped chili in there or a really big pinch of dried chili and then you just toss that with spaghetti or any mm. like linguine or anything and then if you've got a you know big handful of um, fresh chopped parsley if you've got any growing in your garden that's really nice if you don't that's you know not a problem as well and then sometimes I put a bit of parmesan on I do a similar thing with um sort of tinned fish as well anchovies um a zest of a lemon again just do simmer that garlic in that oil discard that garlic and use that kind of infused oil to kind of coat a pasta and it's so simple and so delicious you don't need meat you really don't yeah. you don't need to make a like a long-winded bolognese that's got you know 15 ingredients in 10 ingredients and in. you just need a few kind of nice ingredients you just need a good glug of of, of extra virgin olive oil and some dry pasta and it's just absolutely delicious yeah, and if you can't get that, I mean, you can you can use butter as well. Like you can just toss some butter and some of the pasta water through it, or even um, absolutely. I mean, you can get meat. Like I've done some with I've got some bacon or pancetta, or even just some sausage squeezed out of the skin. Yeah, love and that. And fry that, and then toss that through. But also, like if you want something, those all sound so delicious. Like I just sometimes I need a bit of something green, like a veg or something in this. So I just I've been flinging a handful of frozen peas in pretty much everything. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah that's just really needing nice that, needing that fresh vegetable feeling but just not being able to nip out and grab like you know some spinach or whatever and then just uh, we've just trying to keep frozen peas in <laughs> yeah definitely. I think you're right I think frozen vegetables are really good as well like frozen spinach if you can do like a really simple kind of th that like peps up recipes really well just chucking some frozen spinach as well in yeah. um other things that I really like doing it are like um pies like really simple pies so I keep I you know like if you've got some phyllo pastry or puff pastry in the in the in the freezer in the back of the freezer then that that kind of thing is really nice or like a quick tart or anything yeah. like that is really nice I think yeah look at what you've got in your store cupboard and and don't be afraid to adapt recipes I think that's what I've been telling people a lot at the moment is you know don't feel like you have to really like religiously stick to a recipe like just think about you know the nearest thing that you've got to that and and do that sometimes I do if I don't have potatoes I'll do um like a pie a chicken pie or something like that and I'll mash cannellini beans to go on top so yeah. and that kind of thing is really nice as well yeah that's lovely I mean if anyone's like not sure if there's anything they're like oh I want to make this but I don't have that you can you can check with us as well like that we're we're around um totally, you can ask yeah. us on the Instagram um Instagram stories we're doing like live Q&A's there every day in the week and you can give us a shout there's um our Facebook group BBC Good Food together yeah, head over to there and actually you can ask and, and different members of the community will um, reply to you so it might not just be us it might be another another user so that's a really good spot to ask so if you want to check can I substitute this for this there's a lot of people around 
who can help you with that um right oh this one's good um i have two vacuum packed beetroots except for roasting them what can i do with them Ooh, I like that. Um, I sometimes make a beetroot risotto. So I kind of coarsely grate beetroot and I'll kind of stir it through if it's already the cooked beetroot. That's nice. You barely have to do anything then and you can just kind of stir it through at the end. And if, if you've got any kind of cheese in your fridge that you could crumble over at the end, um, soft goat's cheese feta or even like a Wensleydale or Lancashire would be really nice. Um, any herbs, bit of mint, bit of parsley would be really nice. That's a really lovely kind of earthy... Um, kind of risotto you've got yourself there um in a salad really gorgeous sometimes I whiz up um the the cooked beetroot with chickpeas and make a sort of beetroot hummus that's really nice a few seeds on top of there if you've got them or some you know a a drizzle of olive oil or a pinch of chili or you know whatever you like really um I think that's lovely oh what would you do Miriam what else could you do with a beetroot I love beetroot. I do love roasting. I know they said except roasting them, but I do love I do love roasting mm. roasting them sometimes with um, a bit of orange as well and some coriander seeds Ooh, just in the lovely. tin. That's that's really tasty. But yeah, I think beetroot's really good. That it goes really well with like soft, salty cheeses. That goes really yeah. well with like a ricotta as well, or like yeah, crumbled cheese. Really nice in a tart. Lovely, lovely in a um, frittata as well. This is a good one. What can I do with vegetable shortening? Oh, so are we talking about sort of suet? Is that the I same think thing? So, so that yeah. Mm, yeah, sort of a um, but the the veggie version, not the which is you know you can use it in the same way. Um, I think I would make a dumpling out of it. Like I've got some, actually got some in the cupboard. Actually, I think maybe like if you wanted to do a veggie stew, you could do um like a cheesy dumpling on top, and that would be really nice. Um, oh, with good. with that, like sort of like cheese and and like thyme, um, and you could do like a sort of mushroomy kind of um butternut squash stew and then and pop pop some cheesy dumplings on i think i've got a really nice recipe on the website that i kind of always forget about and it's um like a chipotle and sweet potato uh stew and then it's got uh some cheesy dumplings on top that's a really nice recipe oh that sounds really good i want to ask you a bit more about sort of the leftovers or no i mean someone's asked here what can be done with leftover roast chicken Wow, we actually, me and Barney did an Instagram live yesterday and we had loads of questions about leftover roast chicken and I thought, you're so lucky you've got leftover roast chicken, how nice. Um, I think um, I really like chicken tinga. So it's kind of um, a sort of smoky chipotle sauce, pulled chicken. You can do it with any kind of cooked chicken. Um, And that's really nice, really nice with kind of, it's it's quite generic. So you could pop it in the freezer and use it any time. But you could also have it, you know, with rice or on a taco or on nacho. So it's kind of like quite flexible, which I like. But we were saying yesterday that you really, you know, leftover roast chicken, you would just treat as if you were using any chicken. So pop it in a pie, you know, you could still, you know, as if you would, you know, cooking raw chicken and putting it in a pie. Just do that with your leftover shredded chicken. It's already got loads of flavour because you've probably roasted it with herbs and stuff, and that's really nice. So, yeah, I do a really simple um, tarragon chicken pie. I make, like, a sort of um, white sauce and then fold the the chicken through and and if you've got any fresh tarragon or dried um like lemon juice really yummy i love that bit of single cream or double cream if you've got some or creme fraiche and then pop a pastry lid on top or or a butter bean mash lid or or a mashed potato lid that's really nice um gosh the, you know even just 
you know, a salad, like a really nice Caesar salad. Um, that's really good. Make make yourself some lovely croutons, shred that chicken up, toss it through with some uh, some little gem lettuce or any lettuce or salad that you can find. What mm. else could you do with it? I mean, even stir it through a curry. I think that would be really nice as well. Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely. great. I really like really the... Um, sort of perk from the roast dinner for me is like the the skin from the chicken mm. um that's already been cooked but then you cook it again in like a non-stick pan um and it just sort of goes like um crackling um so it's like this mm. lovely um salt uh, sort of in you put some flaky salt or something on it and then just put that as like a garnish you have to wait so it's gone like really crisp um on top of a chicken risotto or something and it's just like oh, that's i love that i start liking that more than the roast dinner <laughs> like a chicken crackling yeah exactly is that what it's called chicken crackling i love that and you can put that in a really ultimate i mean i know that lulu's the same lulu grimes um who we work with she loves chicken sandwiches i love chicken sandwiches but you could just do um like miriam said make that crackling and then crunch that up and put it in a chicken sandwich that'd be really nice yeah that'd be so nice i also feel like what you're saying about um chicken caesar salad or just caesar salad in general like i think they're having a bit of a I feel like having a bit of a moment just because they're so it's so easy to get those sorts of things and you can adapt it in a nice way and you don't need too much of this or too much of that and you can make something really lovely and last week um, we had Anna Glover talking about the um, pots that she has if she's got like the leftover sort of dregs at the bottom of a yogurt pot or creme fraiche or something she'll make the dressing in there so it just uses that those last bits of yogurt or bits of creme fraiche in the sauce and I just thought that was really oh I love that idea that's such a good idea yeah I just want to um uh eat caesar salads all the time and then you could you could put the chicken crackling and the those croutons um on there like you said Esther that sounds really really nice I I always get hungry doing these (laughs) I'm every week it's way too close to lunchtime to join this Miriam for you to be doing this it's absolute torture but another thing that's really good is um like Anna said to use the bottom of you know a tub of something and but also just to use like I mean, I'm trying not to waste anything. Like, even the juice in your pickle jar, it's got so much flavour. So you could add that to a dressing if you wanted. That would be really nice. If you've got, like, a pickled gherkins and that's already got, like, all the aromatics and the dill and stuff like that in. So, like, use those things. We've covered chicken, but you're right. Like, from your um, Instagram live, there's a lot of people with leftover lamb. They've got leftover beef, um, maybe some leftover roast potatoes, maybe. Mm. They don't do any. Um, and so, yeah, if we can have a chat about that. Um, roast pork's a really nice one. I think roast pork, um, I often would, like, chop that up um, into small pieces and then fry that in, like, a sort of, like, um, in, a, like, a spice mix or, like, if you've got some gochujang, I know that's quite out there, but, or, like, some chipotle sauce or something and do, like, a sort of, like, um, crispy pork fried rice. That's really nice um, oh, yeah. with just a really lovely crispy fried egg on top, some spring onions, whatever you've got, radishes, makes, like, a sort of rice bowl. That's really lovely. That sounds um, nice. Cassie did a, um egg fried rice in our video series, Cooking for One. Did you see that? That looked really delicious. Yeah, you should put some ham so through it, but nice. you could use prawns or um, chicken or any of your leftover meats from a roast. That would be perfect. Yeah, I loved that. Um, what else could you do with pork? Yeah, I think um, you could, again, you could do it kind of in, like, a chipotle sauce or, like, a smoky paprika and tomato sauce. I do a really simple kind of, like almost Mexican-inspired sauce where I fry onions 
for about always always fry onions if you want them caramelized for about 15 minutes and oil and salt and butter um until like super caramelized and then I add garlic hot smoked paprika ground coriander ground cumin um you could put some roasted peppers in there if you wanted and that pork and you've got like a sort of like spiced up kind of mix that again you could add onto tacos or you could have with rice I think that would be really nice as well it kind of depends what cut you've got as well so if you've got if you've got um pork belly um which I know a lot of people really like that shreds really well so if you've cooked it for long enough that that shreds really well and you could almost do like a sort of duck and pancakes type vibe so you could have like shredded um leftover pork or even if it's like another cut of pork and you want to finely thinly slice it and then have that on like pancakes with some hoisin sauce that you could buy from the supermarket some finely um match dipped cucumber and spring onion oh my goodness how delicious oh, you got yourself so fun as well you got yourself a fake away haven't you yes yes Love it. and it's just so fun to do and like you can you know have a video chat with friends. that's the kind of video chat with friends kind of you know Exactly. We all make it at the same time or something. That'd be fun. Exactly. Um, so pork, that's pork. And then obviously um, beef, delicious. If you've got leftover beef, um, I mean, just makes an absolutely cracking sandwich, doesn't it? I mean, yes. thinly sliced beef, handful of roquette. Again, whatever salad you've got doesn't have to be roquette. You can make yourself a little horseradish if you've got... I know I've always got sort of like, you know, that horseradish cream, Miriam, that you have on your Sunday yes. roast. I mean, when else do you use that? So, I mean, if you just mix a bit of that with some like creme fraiche and mayonnaise, um, some nice crusty white bread, you've got yourself an absolutely delicious beef sandwich um sounds good yeah um just kind of like yeah like in salads again as well like I I do like a sort of like niçoise vibe but with roast beef and um black olives a soft boiled egg really delicious um that's good I've never thought to do that with beef like it's always like oh I can't have a niçoise because I haven't got tuna like that's actually especially if it's sort of I don't know, fairly, fairly rare. Like that would just be, I can imagine really that nice. beef and olive like goes really well. That is just, that's really revelation. Well. I don't know why I'd not thought of that before. That's also, so I, good. I, I don't know if you know about this, about me, but I dislike <laughs> tuna to the absolute extreme unless it's Do like shash, unless I it's shashimi. I did not know that. I, hate, I really I hate it. I did not know that. It makes me wince thinking about it. So yeah, I think I would always do like a beef version and that goes really well with um, vinaigrette. Barney said yesterday that he would do, um, we had somebody ask us about roast beef yesterday actually on our Instagram live and we were talking about doing like crispy chili beef, like Chinese crispy chili beef. Um, yeah. like coating thin strips of leftover cooked beef in uh, corn flour if you've got any corn flour and then kind of like deep frying those and doing like a quick chili sauce. I mean, delightful. Yeah, so that's nice. So we've done pork and then I think lamb, um, shepherd's pie. I mean, people always think to do um, lamb mince in a shepherd's pie, but I actually think leftover, if you buy yourself a big enough joint of lamb on a Sunday from your butcher or in your next, you know, food order and you buy it just a little bit bigger than you normally would 500 grams bigger or so and then you just finely chop that lamb and you cook that in some delicious kind of like if you've got any leftover lamb gravy from your lamb roast dinner and then you just top that with mashed potato and you've got is it shepherd's pie or is it cottage? Yeah, shepherd's pie shepherd's and it's the pie. lamb one. Yeah. <laughs> and then I always get confused between the two. And then um, just top it with, I mean, you could be really naughty and put cheddar on top of it. 
I mean, why not? We're in Aww. lockdown. Put some cheddar on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a really, really lovely way. And then you've got yourself such a nice, you know, Monday shepherd's pie and you barely had to do anything so that's nice i also do that version but as like a middle eastern-y vibe so i would kind of do that and then mix through harissa and then do a sweet potato topping and then crumble feta on top so you've got like a sort of lamb middle eastern lamb shepherd's pie very loosely middle eastern but you know kind of inspired by those flavors that i really like you could add some cinnamon in in there as, as if you were making a moussaka you know how lamb goes really nicely with cinnamon i think that would be lovely um yeah you could cook you could pop it in flatbreads you know just whip some yogurt up with some um mint um and then just pile that into if you could buy flatbreads or if you can make we've got so many easy recipes on the website for simple flatbreads but lamb lends itself so well to like that yogurt and you know you, you know spicy chili sauce you know whack a bit of chili sauce on it oh my goodness i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> gotta go oh. sorry i'm starving I'm <laughs> that sounds so good i want to make that, that. Sounds so nice i really want to make all of those things and i don't have any leftover lamb so um I lucky lucky people who do um you also did a leftover um, um, it is you you did a leftover lamb curry on bbccafood.com i did that's so that's nice that curry and i think that is really nice. to a really good curry is to, um, well, firstly, obviously, you've got to caramelise those onions, but if you whiz up, try and chop, roughly chop an onion and whiz it up with um, garlic and ginger, and you've got this, like, almost, like, puree, so, like, it's, like, a thickener for the curry, and then you fry that for, like, 15, 20 minutes, and that gives you this, like, iconic kind of Indian takeaway texture, um and that's that's you know a really good way of of making that curry and i think i think that's in that method but yeah it's really delicious it's very simple um and it's a really nice way to use up lamb curry so yeah do check that out yeah definitely um and then i suppose we need to think about vegetables right yeah i I did think i mean you've plowed through lamb chicken and beef that was spectacular i mean that's just (laughs) everything everyone needs um but i feel like we should do you know, leftover roast potatoes, if anyone has any leftover roast potatoes. That's like leftover mm. chocolate. Everyone would be like, what is that? <laughs> but yeah, know, when do. people keep being like, oh, I've been using my leftover Easter eggs, I'm like, who, what now? What? <laughs> so, uh, what? Um, so I think, uh, well, I mean, a cold roast potato is a magnificent thing, isn't it? I mean, really. I had a reputation as a child of going down to the fridge and eating a cold roast potato. I mean, it was kind of like, I love to coat them. I mean, that's why my cheeks are so big, but it doesn't matter. Love them. Um, what would I do with it? I think I think I'd put them in like a frittata. Yes. I think that's such yeah. a nice way of doing them. I also love um, a, when you have the cold roast potatoes and they've often got like a little bit of like congealed fat on them. So you can just reheat them in a pan. You don't need, really need any oil because they, they've already got some of that, If you, especially if you've cooked a joint on top of them. And then, yeah, they kind of just crisp up and then I would probably have those with like a fried egg for breakfast, like a sort of bubble and squeak type thing. That would be really nice. Or like if you've got any cooked ham, I think that would be lovely. Um, yeah, great. Oh, that sounds absolutely you wonderful. You can and do just potato cakes. About... Irish you potato cake. Irish potato oh, cake. Yes. Bowls. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I made some of those the other day with um, some leftover mash and had those with an egg. 
an egg on top. But yeah, you could do those with um, with roast potatoes as well. Yeah, really nice. So good. I think this now I'm finding out about you a lot. You know, um, no tuna unless it's raw and uh, cold roast potatoes. Are you finding anything out about other people and their eating habits? Because you're with your your parents, aren't you? Well, yes, and my poor dad, bless him, is not the um, is quite the fussy eater. I mean, he wouldn't <laughs> he would deny it, but he is quite fussy. And but we we've sort of kind of worked out what he does eat now. I do quite like it when my dad sort of throws in an idea if I'm cooking something, and he's like, "Oh, what about you know a few roast carrots in there, or or something like that?" And I think, well, you know. It's a salad, but yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> oh, I love a roast carrot in a salad. I think that sounds good. Because <laughs> I think being back home, being back at my parents is a bit like, it makes you kind of want to eat quite nostalgically. Yeah. So, and then you you eat something that you think you liked and you think, oh, actually my palate has progressed a bit since. <laughs> I don't since think, do you know, I don't know if that is just that you're um, at home. I've noticed that you know, everyone's sort of baking sort of cakes and, and, and having, you know, more roast dinners or, or I've, I've eaten a lot of fish fingers. Um, but I think, Love it. you know, I think that that's, it, you know, it's, it's quite a stressful time. Um, it's quite a scary time for some people. And I think that's when we do want some nostalgic food. So I, I think that's fine. But yeah, I think also we're all just eating like a com- like comfort eating a bit and I really don't think we should yeah. like beat ourselves up about that I think like I'm Not really enjoying eating and cooking and I'm having I'm really enjoying like looking forward to those meals like yeah. every day like oh gosh and then planning what I'm gonna cook at the weekends I think it's so nice I think it's nice it's so nice to have I really I'm really enjoying seeing all these people cooking I just love it I think it's so lovely how people have had time and how they're really challenging themselves and yeah, loads of friends of mine send send pictures of sourdough they've made to me, and I just oh, I love it. It's such a nice way to keep in in touch and as well. It's really lovely. Yeah, it's really really nice. I've seen loads of lovely pictures on our um, on the Facebook group as well, like people sharing what they've made with each other. I think that's wonderful. And also, if you come up with something like your own um, recipe, you can create a if you haven't already a um, my good food account on bbckfood.com and then you can upload the recipe and sometimes we even use those um we'll, we'll feature a reader recipe in in the magazine so um it's definitely worth sharing your creations definitely. with each other i think that's awesome um right okay so you you've got quite a few bits and bobs but there's definitely things that we can't get um yeah. so what can you do if you haven't got so buttermilk has come up in searches quite a bit. What can you do if you haven't got buttermilk? I love this question, guys, um, because you can make your own buttermilk. It's so easy. <laughs> so I, I can't get any hold of any buttermilk. So very simple. All you do is you measure out the amount of buttermilk the recipe says in milk. So any milk, it could be whole milk, I would say whole milk or semi-skimmed, over-skimmed. Um, and then you just squeeze half a lemon into it, leave it at room temperature for about 20 minutes, and you'll see that it will start to slightly solidify and it will kind of um, sort of split a little bit, which is good. And then you can add that to your cake or, you know, whatever you're doing. That's it. That's it. That's buttermilk. That's it. So there you go. Just- <laughs> Just slightly split milk. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> oh, so it's easy, the acidity that you want, really, because 
especially when you're baking a chocolate cake or something like that and you've got buttermilk in it's that acidity that reacts to that cake and gives it yeah. that lovely like squidgy texture and scones oh, as well. brilliant. Mm-hmm. so could i use um like natural yogurt as well or does it have to be like if i haven't got any lemon or something yeah, I think you could. I think, yeah, anything with the acidity. And sometimes I do replace um, buttermilk and cakes with natural yogurt or sour cream. I think na- I think natural oh, yeah. yogurt's slightly better because it's slightly more like acidic, especially if it's like a bio one. Um, so yeah, you could, definitely. I think I think it's quite good doing the lemon and milk trick because it's a bit thinner. So it yeah. kind of gives you that, it's very close to a buttermilk. I mean, it is basically buttermilk. Um, but yeah, you could definitely use natural yogurt for sure. So that's going to work in, but you're, you're, it's going to work in um, like a soda bread recipe or in a cake or something like that. That's going to be... 100%, 100%. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, so what if I've got a lot of lentils? I feel like you're the right person to ask about this. Mm. Oh, I do love a lentil. Um, and it's possible I am asking for myself because I do have quite a lot of lentils. But, but firstly, there are so many different types of lentils. So what, like, what lentils do you have, Miriam? So I've got some, um, uh, just some dried, dark green sort of puy lentils. Yeah. Okay, well, what I really like to do with lentils um, is kind of the Italian way. So I like to kind of cook them in a bit of chicken stock, um, boil them first, of course, and then when they're sort of tender, warm them through in a bit of olive oil and chicken stock and garlic, and then... Um, wilt some spinach or some chard through that and serve that with sausages i think that's really nice and you could put some pancetta in there as well um i really like uh, doing it like as even as a filling for a pie so um yeah i've got like a middle eastern i think it's like a sweet potato and harissa and aubergine pie and it's got lentils cooked aubergine um green olives or black olives whatever olives you've got and then it's got sweet potato mash on top with harissa swelled through it so it really bulks out a filling so that's really nice um you could put it in yeah like a sort of veggie stew if you've got lentils with mushrooms if you've got any dried mushrooms as well that adds a lovely kind of rich flavor um you could make a lentil dip I've made lentil oh, right. hummus before, which is really nice, quite peppery. Um, you would just cook those lentils as you would and then whiz them up with some tahini and lemon. Delicious. Great working lunch. If You know, everyone, know everyone is really strapped for lunch ideas. So that's a really nice way of doing it as well. Um, yeah, I mean, a salad, like a niçoise salad without the tuna. No, with the tuna if you wanted the tuna. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, lentils, you know, tossed with vinaigrette and a soft-boiled egg and, you know, antipasti. If you've got any roasted peppers in the cupboard or artichokes or those tinned artichokes or those jarred artichokes work really well. So like a warm salad, really lovely, really nice. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really good because I was getting a bit... I was making them in sort of a kind of bolognese kind of stew and I was boiling them in, like I said in previous episodes, like in um red wine and and beef stock and things like that but I think that's what you said there has just really inspired me like to have it as more of a warm salad or or with some spinach through there I'm definitely gonna do that Um, yeah thank you yeah really nice but also you know Um, I mean we're talking there more about the darker lentils but I suppose there are many different types I mean the, the the dolls that you can make the curries that you can make um out of lentils I mean there's so many so many recipes for that yeah, and we've got um, a whole episode in the previous series all about dal, so you can... Uh, yeah, so you can, you can listen to me talking that. more about lentils. 
<laughs> Esther loves it. Things we've learned today. Esther Getting likes quite soup, salad, here. and lentils <laughs> and sandwiches. <laughs> so we're not meeting up with friends. We're not going to the pub. We're not going to the cinema. If people, other than um, sourdough, because I feel like I ask this question, everyone just says sourdough. Um, what would be a really good thing for people to learn if they've got, you know, they've got time. So during this time, um, what would be a really good perhaps cooking technique for them to learn right now, do you think? Well, I would say people use this time to nail down those like very simple key techniques. So learn how to poach an egg really well. You know, like go to your kitchen. I know that I've like lived with housemates before and they've been like, can you just teach me how to like actually poach an egg? And I'm like, actually, do you know what? It's about practice. And now that we've got that time, go, you know, go back to your housemates or go back to your family and and be able to show them that you can make an absolutely cracking cracking um poached egg um and a hollandaise but uh, you said uh, you know a few minutes ago you were talking about softening those onions even that like noticing like doing on a really low heat for any recipe even if just you know the usual recipes that you make just take that extra 10 15 almost 20 minutes with the onions and just just cook them super slowly and just see if it makes enough of a difference for you for it to be worth doing um yeah definitely. and also you, you can make a batch of them like you you said about you know doing curries you could fry up quite a lot of onions um and then use them to quick you know kickstart a lot of your recipes yeah um, in the next few days I think people go really like straight into quite complex recipes and cookbooks quite a lot and I think often like they're happy with the results but they think oh could it have been a bit better or you know how could I really nail that and I think you've just got to go back to basics I really do I think you know you're you know frying an onion properly so that you don't get that raw crunch of an onion you'll see the difference in your tomato pasta sauce like so well um and just I think you know nail down those those really simple skills that seem simple but actually aren't I actually think when I went to cookery school um the things the first term was where I learned the most because it was like how to boil an egg you know how to um yeah poach an egg and and all how to make a simple pastry and and there they are the skills that I've taken with me and have taken my recipes up a notch I would say for sure yeah because you're right it, it is it is fairly easy to make an okay pastry and like that to just kind of mix the things together put it together and cook it and it'd be fine but there's that huge step up of making really great pastry and you can take an afternoon and just just really get there and uh, be really pleased with the result I'm jealous Definitely. that you had a slice of Bakewell tart that's not mm, fair it was, actually a, it was actually a lemon Bakewell tart Oh, fine. Nice. Yeah. So, what did you do? Lemon curd or something? Yeah, there's a recipe on the website. I think it's called citrus bakewell tart, and it's um, I did uh, yeah, like a layer of lemon curd, and then the frangipan had loads of orange and lemon zest in. It was really yummy. I think I might have oh, to make that it again. So good. That sounds really really nice. I had some leftover um, grapefruit from um, a cocktail video that I was doing, and I made a grapefruit um drizzle cake so it's just the same oh, yeah, lemon drizzle that. cake recipe that but i put so grapefruit nice. in it and uh, that was that was a nice bit of fuel from a podcast presenting <laughs> lovely i'm very much missing all your drinks miriam <laughs> <laughs> i've really gone down to quite the bog standard gin and tonic if i'm honest oh nothing wrong with the gin and tonic 
Well, let me know what you've got and then I can, uh, I'll I'll let you know some good recipes. Would you? you I think we might have to do that. Well, I'm going to make your rhubarb cordial. So could I put that in like a gin gin and tonic? Would that be nice? No, you could. I think it probably would be lovely in there. You might find it's a bit sweet with the tonic Mm. as well. So maybe do some tonic and some soda water. So just like half of each what you'd normally do right because then you can still have a bit of the bitterness but um not too much of the sweetness uh but also with some um i've done a there's a rhubarb spritz you could you could add it to to that i think i put some oh, lovely just some rosé wine or something and, and some sparkling that sounds really nice um, really nice yeah bit of gin yeah lovely so um what's for dinner tonight is it a pie it is not a pie. <laughs> it, is, it is not lentils. I'm doing ribolita tonight, which is um, an Italian stew. Um, so I'll be doing that or, or something like that, basically. I mean, it's very loose in my mind at the moment, but there'll be some sort of tomatoes and there'll be sort of beans and things going on in there. And then I've just made focaccia. So we'll have that with focaccia on oh, the side. Nice. So yeah, quite nice. And then maybe some... Yeah, like I'm, I've got loads of parsley. I might make a little parsley oil to drizzle over the top, which sounds really fancy, but very easy. If you want to make a herb oil, you just um, blanch whatever herbs you've got. Really good way, actually, of using up wilting herbs in the bottom of your fridge, which I never throw away. Use them in anything, even if they're going a bit funky. You just blanch them, um, plunge them into ice cold water, and then you just um, blitz them and strain them and mix it with olive oil. Really nice. So good. And would that work with them? Um, uh, there's one question here that said, I've, I've got some wild garlic. What should I do with it? You could do that with it as well, couldn't you? Oh my goodness. Yeah, you can make a wild garlic um, oil really easily, really lovely. Um, you could, if you could get a camembert, you can wrap camembert in wild garlic leaves and bake it. That's can really nice. You? Yeah, lovely. Um, so instead of studying it with garlic cloves, you're just wrapping it in... Um, yeah, just wrapping it in the leaves. Do you need to cover it with anything else? Like put it in. Yeah, foil so or if you pop some foil on top of it, so that the leaves don't catch. But it's a really nice way of like infusing the cheese. It's really lovely. Um, oh, I bet it looks beautiful. What else would you do? You could. Loads of people have been making pesto. I would put it in a soda bread, cheese, and what garlic scones. Delicious. You know, it is. It is. It's got quite a strong flavour. So you do need to be quite careful with it. I think. I sometimes find if I'm putting it in a pesto which i know loads of people love doing um not to treat it exactly like you would basil that's my thing about it is that a lot of people just whiz it up like it's basil it is so much stronger than basil oh it's so so strong it's like unbelievably strong and i know i've had it before and i've honestly eaten it and thought five days later i can still you know i can still taste (laughs) that you know i've finished (laughs) off a bottle of mouthwash and i'm still putting people off on the bus but I think, you know, if you do like half parsley, half or half basil, you want to be careful with it because it is, it's so raw as well. Mm. Um, it's like eating raw garlic. Um, so, yes, yeah. less, the less, the better. And taste a teeny bit of it raw so you know how strong it is because some is stronger than, and, than others as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So could you, mm. um, I'm just trying to think like if you blanched it and, and um, blitzed it or something, could you freeze it? Just because if you end up with a lot of it, like I feel like some people's gardens or, or where they are like a bit overrun with it and they end up... When Barney, when he used to, when we were in the office, he used to bring us in a whole big bag of it. Um, but you're right, you get it home and want to make pesto and realise that, you know, you couldn't just yeah. blitz it down because it was yeah. so strong. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you can blitz it and freeze it in an ice cube tray and then just add like a cube of it to a stew, like a lamb stew um, and that kind of thing. And then you've got like an instant flavor enhancer in your freezer. So yeah, just blitz it to like a puree and freeze it in an ice cube tray and, tray and it's portioned then really easy, really nice. But then don't use that same ice cube tray for your gin and tonic ice cubes. No, I mean, that would be really, <laughs> uh, I mean, you wouldn't be very popular. <laughs> <laughs> At the, at, at the end of the uh, the lockdown party, you definitely not you, you've been putting people off. Yeah, have a drink. Oh, it tastes a bit garlicky. Sorry, <laughs> things got a bit weird in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we haven't got a huge amount of time left, but I'm going to ask you a couple of quick fire questions before. Oh, okay, go on. We sign off. <laughs> um, so I want just quickly three reasons that you're keeping cheerful at the moment. Three things keeping you perked up right now. Um, the sun, the sun is shining where I am anyway. It's lovely. Um, another reason is that I have lovely colleagues to talk to every day, um, who I get on really well with. Um, and the third reason... I'm assuming you're included in me. That's why I'm saying ah. Obviously. (laughs) Without question. Yeah, so I feel really lucky that I've got such nice colleagues that are super supportive, um, and I'm not just saying that. That's you know, I've I'm never, not paying I've, her to say this. By I've the way, never, <laughs> I've never felt more grateful. I really haven't. Um, and then, thirdly, yeah, just being with my parents. I mean, I know that not everyone is, um, but I do feel lucky to be able to spend a bit of time with them um, and cook for pe- them. And the fact that they're in, they're getting to actually taste my food because I don't see them enough. So yeah, really nice. So yeah, those are my three reasons. <laughs> Oh, that is, they're really good reasons. Nice one. Um, right, um, before we go. Oh, and how are you finding switching off from this, at, you know, from work at the end of the day? How are you managing that? Well, yeah, I mean, so I think it definitely took a bit of time to get into that routine of doing that and like allowing yourself, um, you know, sticking to your hours. And and I am doing that now. And I what I do is I log off, at the end of the day and and I go for a walk on the beach across the river um and and come back and have dinner so yeah yeah fine yeah I think I think I'm doing pretty well I think like I said it, it's it's taken a bit of time to get into that routine hasn't it I don't know about you but yeah, yeah. I've, I've adjusted now and and um I'm trying to have a you know a bit of time in the evenings for myself so for sure yeah does very, that, very um, important that little walk does that give you a kind of uh, sort of commute kind of simulation does that is that that kind of journey because I, I I had a conversation um with another colleague about that and that just that leaving work time and then getting home there's that sort of transition moment that you don't really get you, you know you might just shut your laptop and that's it whereas you might have had you know half an hour an hour hour and a half commute um home is that does that walk kind of help with that slightly less crowded. yeah I think so and I think breaking up the uh the day and I think also you know I think a lot of people are really struggling like you're in the house all the time your working environment is also your living environment so I've moved around quite a lot in the house I've moved my office around quite a lot um and now in the front room um front bedroom which is really nice because I can see everything that's going on outside which is lovely but yeah I suppose breaking up the day and the other way I do that is to uh have a gin and tonic so <laughs> <laughs> oh well on that it's note cheers 
Cheers. <laughs> that is that has been Esther. It's been an absolute um, joy to talk to you, and you'll be Aww. doing some of these um, Q and As on on Instagram. And I will. Yes, around. my face will pop up um, uh, quite a lot on on the on the on the Instagram, and I really enjoy that. So please do save up any questions that you have because I love answering them. Like I really do, really enjoy it, and it's a bit of a challenge as well having to think on your feet and and come up with these. And as much as you guys get out of them we get loads out of them as well so thank you very much Um, and thank you Miriam it's been an an absolute treat to talk to you today I've really 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 enjoyed it I feel very lucky well enjoy your gin and tonic and your ribolita that sounds delicious you've made me ravenous basically after this um and if anyone has any more questions please use the hashtag ask bbc good food use it on social media and uh join our facebook group you can upload your recipes to my good food on bbcgoodfood.com and we've also got a special space on there um called stay home get cooking so that's where all our kind of guides and new information is going to be um, if you aren't on social media and you want to get in touch please do just email me my email address is miriam.nice at immediate.co.uk and just stick podcast in the subject bar so I know I know where it's come from and I can answer your questions on here so thank you very much um yeah take care bye-bye thank you so much for joining us on the BBC Good Food Essential Recipes podcast please remember to like and subscribe on Spotify or Acast or wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode Thank you.